1: Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it to air. Monday. It's New Friends Day today. That caught my eye. There's always some bizarre and weird and arbitrary being celebrated any day of the calendar uh, but today is new friends day and it did catch my eye because I think that uh, there are a lot of people that are kind of in the same boat after a year and a half 18 plus months of being cooped up at least of being you know isolated in some way from people uh, if if not in many ways then now it's a little bit of uh, hunger there's some starvation going on for hanging out with people having friends making friends So New Friend Day does seem to be oddly appropriate for this time of the pandemic. When things are loosening up, people are actually able to see each other. Got to have some great conversations over the weekend when I was out at that Anzac uh, Firefighters barbecue fundraiser. It was great. It was great. And honestly, it could feel like my social battery uh, has been somewhat depleted over the last little while. And it, it did run dry pretty fast, but... I felt really good overall for the rest of the weekend, and it felt really nice to talk to some people, new people included. New friends day today. Have some of that courage. Make a new friend. I'll be your friend! Being friends with me is great, I assume. I'm totally not neurotic and self-absorbed at all. By a long shot, I hope you like bad puns and useless trivia. That's what's in store, all right? Kind of strange how much we're seeing movie news now. Uh, It's not because it's a lot, it's because it's a little bit after nothing. And that news is that there's been an upset. Black Widow broke a bunch of records last week when it opened up very well. And this week, while not breaking records, it has been taken off of the top spot. It's now in the number two, in the number one. It's been b- busted up by Space Jam, a new legacy. LeBron James's joint with the Warner Brothers, throwing everything, including I'm pretty sure the kitchen sink, at this. Uh, which is one of the reviews that I've seen is that it's a Space Jam movie but it's more about all these Warner Brothers properties than it is about the actual toon characters who are at the source of it that are at the center of the original one but then again does that really matter for your kids are they paying attention to the reviews no they just want to go see it cuz it looks fun and it does look fun Uh, and uh, that is why it's been doing so well because the kids are all over that business and why shouldn't they be meanwhile I'm all over those darn flurries oh, that's too good can't handle those the space jam ones are just unbelievable i need an intervention you can start planning right now you're listening to the steve reeve podcast, podcast. from 100.5 cruise fm a woman scorned or or three of them go on a road trip together. That is the story behind uh, something that's getting a lot of attention. Apparently, three women started to talk in December of last year after one of them uh, dated a a guy from about October in, so a couple months, another one uh, a month before that. Uh, The third, a month after that, you get the idea here. Uh, These three women realized that something was going on, they managed to get in touch with each other and found out that not only were all three of them dating the same guy thinking it was a monogamous relationship, that there were six other women as well, at least... But these three managed to have a pretty special bond. So they have put some money together. They have uh, figured out uh, uh, buying a bus. They've been retooling it. And they've been going on a big old road trip, friendship style. If this isn't a movie in 2023, then somebody in Hollywood just is not paying attention. Absolutely. Uh, This is a perfect story. Three women finding uh, their unlikely friendship through an unlikely source. The guy has been found, although he wants to say remain anonymous shockingly he's given quotes in fact there's a complex article about it where he says i really don't want anything to do with them anymore and that the best thing for him to do at the moment is to simply say nothing hmm it's probably what got him into this mess in the first place but still uh, you know kind of a funny story kind of touching in a way only problem is their their names and how they put them together it's becca abby and morgan aka bam and they're calling it the bam bus which What I saw on the internet in the early 2000s tells me is a little bit too close to another name for a bus that you probably shouldn't name it for three women alone on a road trip. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's where my mind went. Weezer's not gonna make you wait. Sometimes they go years between new album releases, now in the wake of their Van Halen-inspired Van Weezer release, which... To be fair, it was postponed into 2021 because of the pandemic. They're now about to release four new albums. They're poised to drop four in 2022. Fittingly, the project is being called Seasons by the band. Release dates have yet to be announced, but... Probably around the change of the seasons would be my guess. Meanwhile, Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds is putting together a video game that will be released on PC and possibly be ported to consoles after. The details are very sparse, but we do know it's a multiplayer game funded by Dan as well as one of his brothers, and it's featuring original music from Dan Reynolds as well. Pretty interesting. Tom DeLonge of Blink-182 fame is going to be working on a movie, talking about projects from bands. Uh, He says that he has got a very Spielberg-esque coming-of-age film with some penis jokes in there called Monsters of California. It's going to be a bit weird. An R-rated indie paranormal film is pretty much all we know about it so far. Tuesday. Do you have a least favorite month or i mean even a favorite month i would say that probably it's centered around a holiday or like an experience like you like a, you love that summer vacation so one of the summer months is or it's the month of your birthday makes a lot of sense but then what is the least favorite month all about uh, i was just reading the results of a study that says that about three quarters 72 percent of us do have a least favorite month and most of us most of us do pick january I get it, it's right in the depths of winter, and it's right after some of the fun of the start of winter, you know, you got the holidays, they're now over, now it's time to reinvent yourself when it comes to resolutions, I get it, yeah, January can be really, really tough, I gotta say though, uh, it's got nothing on Smarch.
0: It all started on the 13th hour of the 13th day of the 13th month. We were there to discuss the misprinted
1: calendars the school had purchased. (laughs) Oh, lousy smart weather. Pearl Jam headlining Ohana Festival's Encore Weekend in October. October 1st and 2nd specifically. Alongside some other huge names in California. Beck, Brandy Carlisle is going to be there. A few others as well. And tickets go on sale Friday at 1pm Eastern Time if you're even possibly thinking of making that happen. I kind of doubt it. Gord Downey. He's seeing a uh, posthumous re-release of one of his solo uh, efforts. The album Coke Machine Glow is seeing its 20th anniversary and will have an expanded reissue with 12 unreleased demos, as well as a bunch of other goodies as well. You can look for that coming out uh, a little bit later on in the year. Uh, There's going to be a three CD set, three vinyl set as well, embossed triple gatefold packaging, blah, 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 blah. Keep your eyes out if you're a big, big fan. And unfortunate news as well to end off. We've got uh, sad death to reports. Robbie Steinhardt, who was a violinist and vocalist for Kansas. He's died due to acute pancreat- pancreatitis at 71 years of age. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Today, we got to witness a billionaire go to space. Yeah, I mean, you know, the edge of it anyway, right? I mean, not exactly... Deep space, didn't go to the moon, didn't go to another planet, didn't leave the solar system, but still, it counts. Just barely. We got to watch a billionaire go to space and, judging by the design of the rocket, was totally not compensating for anything while he did it. I am truly struggling, though. Like, I'm I'm having a moment where I'm like, was it inspiring? Or was it just excessive? And I think it's gotta be somewhere in the middle. I love space stuff. You know, I have since I was a kid, reading about the Canadarm and Roberta Bondar. I have shaken hands with Colonel Chris Hadfield, and it meant a lot to me when I did it, you know? I love space stuff. I love it. And today didn't quite have that same punch for me. And I'm not totally knocking it. Four civilians did make it past our atmosphere this morning, and I, for one, cannot wait for them to get their Fantastic Four powers any day now. Wednesday. Yesterday, big day for Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, you could argue a big day for for space exploration, private space exploration for civilians did make it to the edge of the atmosphere. And, you know, that's nothing to scoff at, although it doesn't quite have the same, you know, a feeling, I guess, as generations prior might have felt in 1969, seeing, you know, the moon landing, things like that. But still, you know, it had some punch to it, The big overarching takeaway for the entire world the entire internet was the shape of the rocket of course i mean because most rockets are by necessity kind of phallic shaped but this one really went out of its way to look like a you know something or other and i cannot believe that yesterday in all of my lampooning of the event that i didn't think of one of the funniest scenes from a classic film austin powers the spy who shagged me This is that scene, well, at least just a taste of it.
0: Colonel, you better take a look at this radar. What is it, son? I don't know, sir, but it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh my god, it looks like a huge...
1: Pecker! Oh, yeah. Wait, that's not a woodpecker, it looks like someone's... private.
0: We have reports of an unidentified flying object.
1: Well, you, you, okay, you get the idea, and I I don't want to get into trouble. So, if you want to see the full scene, you know exactly where to find it. If you want to watch the launch, well, you know it's it's a launch, and then they come back down to Earth, and it takes about five minutes time, about the length of the next song. Coldplay has announced they're making a new album. Due to be released on October 15th, the new collection is called Music of the Spheres Volume 1, which is just so 100% Coldplay. Expect the first single to be released on Friday, and a second single in September before the album comes out. The Killers have announced a new album. However, it will be out much sooner, actually. August 13th, to be specific, titled Pressure Machine, the release isn't being positioned as a concept album, but it is entirely set in Nephi, Utah, where Brandon Flowers is from, the frontman to the band and it is inspired by his memories of growing up there. So I would say it's concept album adjacent. And Blink-182's Mark Hoppus has continued with updates on his battle with cancer. He's facing, it turns out, the same disease that his mother battled and survived years ago, and Mark shared the good news that the chemotherapy he has been receiving has been effective so far, and scans show promising results. Meanwhile, Travis Barker of Blink-182 has announced that they are putting out a new album, (laughs) though no specifics. They say they are likely to release a new album at some point before 2021 is over. You might have found yourself in a local establishment wondering what the heck that is on the wall. Well, some people on the internet also have some questions, and there's a whole article that's been released by BuzzFeed. Oh, we've got to get into it. On the phone with me right now, Stu Weigel, who is a local business owner, the owner of Earl's Fort McMurray. And you guys have gotten a little infamy on the Internet just lately. In fact, uh, you were sharing just a couple of days ago a BuzzFeed article. Can you explain in your own words why?
0: <laughs> I just didn't think it's great. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, that's been here for years, Katie Cooper, uh, she, she sent me the article and she, you know, she she goes, you know, if we're not first, we're last. <laughs> and so uh, it just it, it struck me. It was it, it's been a controversial picture. Since we put it up years ago, and uh, it, I loved it. I loved uh, I loved everything around it. I loved, you know, people talking about it. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. And so the fact that we can be number one on Buzzfeed is just awesome.
1: Yeah, specifically the article "Bad Design Choices in Restaurants" and the painting that's on the wall by Lucas Seward is the artist behind that, because he does amazing works with bitumen. If only they could visit our international airport and see the giant illustration he's got up on the wall there. He's got influences on our community, and people just don't know, right?
0: Ah, they don't get it. Lucas is amazing. We've got his his, uh, art everywhere. We have it in both restaurants. Uh, I think what he does is absolutely incredible. Uh, But, you know, obviously this one just picked up. You, You turn it a certain way. We have the same picture put into three i um, across the back wall And no one's ever said a thing But you put it up and down And all of a sudden The street comes alive <laughs>
1: Yeah Somebody, <laughs> so funny. I, I can just picture somebody Walking by Snapping that photo Being like eh, I'll post this on the internet And then You know Months later Infamy for Fort McMurray
0: <laughs> It's crazy You know People just come in And just scream and yell And get upset And it made me want to leave it up there longer. I, you know, I appreciate that. that type.
1: <laughs> Art should disturb the comfortable as well as comfort the disturbed, right? <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, please. Please do. And please leave it up. I know that's your intention, but but uh, I love it. And uh, can't wait to see it again, Stu. Thanks for chatting with me this morning.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day.
1: Thursday. Yesterday, I had a lovely day. It's a bit different for the last... Oh, I don't know, 18 plus months, I actually went out for a- a birthday dinner last night. Actually went out to see people, real life, uh, it was a strange experience for me, it was fun, though. few people that I do know, one or two that I didn't, you know, that kind of situation, and I thought making conversation might be awkward going into it, you know what I mean? But it actually, it came very easily. It was nice, felt normal. I'm still a bit rusty at the face-to-face interaction, though, and I'll tell you how I know this. I know this because I did spend about two hours talking with someone and I could not tell you what their name is whatsoever. Kind of like a cornerstone question when you're first meeting somebody, getting to know them just a little bit kind of important, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, at least I can see the value in knowing someone's name right off the bat. Instead of that awkward situation of, huh, wait a minute, who was that again? Who was I talking to? You know that person that was sitting next to them, you know what I mean? Although, to be fair, I don't think they know my name at this point either, so it's fair, it's equal. (laughs) Netflix uh, is gonna add video games to their library, apparently at no extra cost. Until they just raise the price, because that is an extra cost, and I don't think they realize that, but still. Um, they're adding video games, and it turns out, after a little bit of clarification, they're gonna be doing it within the next year, and starting with some mobile games. So you'll have your subscription to Netflix, and that'll just allow you access to some... ...games. Question mark. Kinda cool. Kinda don't really care, I guess? Uh, I mean, I have my video game fix fully figured out, I figure a lot of people do. But what would be really cool... I think this is a really cool idea for Netflix, is throwback to the era of the album, the long play. Start with complete epic soundtracks to films, so it's in the Netflix wheelhouse, but then add a pile of visualizations to it, so you're not just looking at a blank screen. Some really cool stuff, like genre-specific stuff. Then, as that unveils, uh, uh, rolls out, you expand to include some classic albums as well, the kind that they still make laser light shows for at planetariums, you know what I mean? How awesome would that be? Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Rolling Stones are fulfilling some tour dates they could not make because, of course, pandemic hit, so they are uh, capping off. They're basically finishing their uh, 2020 dates for their tour that began before the pandemic began. Um, And they are actually going to be hitting most of the exact same cities, which is very cool. Can be hard to schedule that, as it turns out it was for a couple of locations. Vancouver being amongst them, they will not... Be coming back to Vancouver to make good on that date It is just straight up cancelled To make up for it They have decided that they would expand the the tour Just a little bit They've now got some stops uh, for Las Vegas uh, Jazz Fest in New Orleans Even Los Angeles They're going to be making an appearance there as well And the Black Keys have got a tour in mind as well A world tour That will see them not leaving the United States In fact, they are going to be playing only in three cities Yeah, they're calling it a world tour. Why a world tour? It's an intimate theater tour. uh, Three different engagements in Athens, Georgia, St. Petersburg, Florida, and Oxford, Mississippi. So almost Greece, almost Russia, and almost England. But not quite. Meanwhile, Eric Clapton has been responding to an English uh, decree, an edict from UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, saying that they will require vaccine passes at clubs and venues. In the near future, Eric Clapton saying he will not. He refuses to perform at any such location that will require attendees to provide that proof of vaccination. All right, Eric. So, uh, don't then, I guess. A fantastic story that fuses what we love, rock music, and what's going on in the world starting tomorrow. The Olympics, the uh, opening ceremonies are going to be kicking off out of Tokyo tomorrow already. Wow. I mean, i that boggles my mind a little bit. Supposed to be last year's Olympics, now we're going to see it this year, and it's going to be very different than normal instances. But, that means uh, next year, when we jump over to the Winter Games, as per the regular schedule, maybe things will be a lot more normal. There's this great story, though, that fuses these worlds together. It's Grateful Dead and the Lithuanian basketball team in the early 90s. Uh, A story that I thought was, you know, it was embellished. It had gotten, the fish had gotten bigger and bigger each time the story was told. But I've done some research, and it is true. There's a lot of truth to it. Now, the Grateful Dead weren't the exclusive sole funders of the team. But what they did is they supplied some funds to allow the team to travel because Lithuania, I mean, in the wake of the USSR collapsing and some countries gaining their sovereignty, independence, whatever you want to call it didn't have a lot of cash, but they did have some really talented basketball players. So grateful dead decided to help them out by funding them as well as providing uniforms, which were total grateful dead style tie dye shirts in Lithuania's uh, flag colors. And they also, this is really cool. Gave them the rights to sell this merch. So this grateful dead themed Lithuanian Olympic team merch, they had the full rights to sell, make the money off of it. And it really paved the way all the way to the podium because that year in Seoul, that team, the, the, known as the other dream team, not Michael Jordan, not Magic Johnson, not Larry Bird. No, the other dream team, they got to bronze. They made it to the podium, and they might not have been able to do that without the deadheads. Friday. A lot of rain coming down today, and there has been, uh, and that's likely going to once, you know, the rain stops and starts to dry out a little bit. We get some standing water in some spots. We'll see an increase in mosquitoes. There's the cycle that happens with the rain. But uh, you know we've actually, I think, gotten off pretty light this year, and maybe that's just my experience, but I feel like there hasn't been a ton of bugs bugging me, uh, You know, not a ton of insects. They've absolutely been around, but I haven't had several tar sand beetles flying directly at my face in parking lots this year, for instance. And it's not that I've been cooped up, I think. I've spent some time in parking lots. That sounds awkward to say out of context, but um, there's a story coming out of Texas saying that the rain there is bringing out their own uh, very much unwanted insect companion. Um, there's It's an arachnoid, and it looks like basically a land lobster from hell that squirts acid at you. But here's the thing. They do end up losing a little bit of their scariness once you hear the name of them. They are burrowing insects named... Vinegaroons. <laughs> because the acid that they shoot at you is basically just vinegar, uh, naturally occurring. Uh, and, uh, you know, they don't really... They're not worried about us. They're hunting other bugs. They're looking for a meal. Looking for maybe some love from another land lobster from hell. Vinegaroons, though, somehow somehow pulls the punch from how scary these creatures look. And thankfully, they live nowhere near us. So this rain isn't going to do anything for any kind of those creatures. Tar Beetles, I can't make you any promises, though. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. we got to get into some music news for you this Friday morning. We start off with a story of the holograms. Here come... The holograms. We've just learned that a Whitney Houston hologram is going to be bringing the uncanny valley to a Las Vegas residency in the very near future. This after a European tour of the hologram, which came with mixed reviews at best. Uh, the Houston estate is fully involved, so it's not a bootleg situation by any means. The Hollow Houston will be supported by a full live band and backing singers. Paul McCartney's been deepfaked by Paul McCartney. The youthful visage of the Beatle is featured in the brand new music video to Find My Way, featuring Beck from the McCartney 3 Imagined album full of remixes. And we finish with some sad news. Uh, Ten years to the day is today, the day that uh, we lost Amy Winehouse to alcohol poisoning in her Camden home, and uh, her father... With, uh, mixed reaction, I think, being the source of the news. He does say that uh, there is a new posthumous album that could be in the works. A little bit vague, but could be a cash grab coming in the future. In the meantime, we can enjoy the backlog of all the incredible works. I just was reading about this and, and seeing that late night talk show hosts having a field day with the so-called Olympic anti-sex beds. There's your sound bite. Actually, they're made to be 100% recyclable and sustainable. It's nothing to do with being anti-sex. They just have already earmarked these beds to become different paper and plastic products after the games. Totally sustainable. They hold 440 pounds, which is plenty. But movement is the real test here. Wink, wink. Olympic-level movement. And we already heard that the Olympic Village would be distributing some 150,000 condoms to athletes, as is tradition. Happens every two years, or I guess in this case, three. But now I'm reading that these contraceptives are going to be handed out as a parting gift towards the end of the Olympic Games, if that is the case. Someone's going to leave the Olympics with a different kind of parting gift. I'm just saying, the kind that takes about hmm, nine months to arrive. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune in to The Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. On 100.5 Cruise FM.